Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Trucks with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Yes, hello and welcome. It is Talking Trots WA on Friday and uh, Friday means Talking Trots WA and also Gloucester Park Friday night. And what a big night we have tonight. Not only the family fireworks night, but the WA Oaks worth $150,000. But a great support card as well. And we've got to catch up with them. He's got to play an important role in the opening race to kick off uh, the meeting. Uh, A horse that's been going uh, really well at the moment in Thompson Bay. He's been very consistent throughout his career for his trainer, Hayden Rees. We'll talk to Hayden in just a moment. Uh, Scott Bomberhill will deep dive into a few races and uh, find us some winners. And uh, Ben Cray will fight us some interstate winners at the back end of the show. Our man Mortz is away this week on a well-deserved break. They've been doing a lot of business at Retrovision and he deserves a, a little bit of a break, so he's away and gives me a great pleasure to introduce uh, the uh, the medical sub, <laughs> the running camel himself, Rob Gartrell. How are you, Robbie? Yes, good, Michael. Thanks for getting us along. Um Maybe we could change the name of the program to Robbie and Rads. I think that, that's got a nice ring to it. Uh, yeah. Maybe follow, leave me out of it. Just well, Robbie's, uh, Robbie's trotting, trotorama. Well, it follows on from the new program I was just having listened to, Gilly and Goss. Yeah. So Robbie and Radley would be good. They're getting paid a little bit more. Yeah, I think they might be, actually. But anyway. uh, it was a good night last week, Good Friday, a day meeting day at meeting. Gloucester Park, which, uh, which is quite unusual. And, and Bomber was uh, good enough to get his all up. Yes. Up for us, uh, Texas Tiger into Heaven's Showgirl at two dollars twenty-six. Yeah, uh, that was um, that was a good bomber. result for Bomber. And the other interesting race I thought last uh, Friday was the uh, race three, where there was a bit of an issue with the new mobile. Yeah. The mobile wasn't quite able to get away, and uh, so in the end, a couple of horses got declared non-runners. One of them being There You Go. Yeah. But the driver of There You Go, even though he was a non-runner of the horse, the driver copped a 12-day suspension. Yeah, I've, never figure, that I've, oh, never I've never heard, heard that. that one before. No, but if you're still saying that, if you took part in the race, you did something wrong, I suppose you're still bound by the rules of racing. Yeah, well, I don't think there's any doubt he did something wrong, but, jeez, it seems tough if yeah. you're, you're not actually a runner in the race. But yeah. the Easter Cup, that was, that was a good race. Yep. It was turned on its head when uh, Junior took off. Yes. With, um, with uh, Mr Shark. Yep. And that sort of, you know, really brought some um, speed into the race. And then, but I thought the winning move was Shannon Savelko when he came off the fence and uh, with um, Leap of Faith at $26, got him behind Lawrence at the bell. And, the um, the quaddy killer. And the quaddy killer. So, yeah. But well done to Shannon. That was a fantastic um, drive and, and to win, um, you know, one of our oldest races. So well done to Connections there. All right. Uh, now, before we get into Thompson Bay and uh, Hayden Reeves, our guest, this um, segment is brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. And we know driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda. Go down and see Anthony and the team. Um, great new cars. I know someone who just bought a car there recently, and the little Mazda 3 that goes fantastic. And uh, very, very happy with the, uh, the purchase. And if you're in looking for a car, go and see Anthony and the team of Bayswater Mazda, corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads. All right, last week, uh, Thompson Bay, were, uh, Bomber was uh, on McLarney. 
but uh, had every chance in front. But I tell you what, Thompson Bay was very good. A great drive as well to come over the top. And uh, before we intro, uh, Hayden, let's uh, listen to Thompson Bay last week getting the cash in the last race. Fourth, Willow Rock and Roll. Very reluctant to go. And uh, Cannon's into Steph's best. The two favourites putting themselves out of play, really. Henwood Bay back on the inside, picked up some ground. And the two favourites are well back. Steph's best is trying to get going again. Around the turn, it's McLarney from Poise to Pounce. Third is Thompson Bay now finishing hard. Thompson Bay coming after McLarney quickly. McLarney's still in front, but Thompson Bay moved up on the outside. He's got him, Thompson Bay. Thompson Bay takes the lead from McLarney. And Thompson Bay has won from McLarney. Third Poise to Pounce. Fourth Henwood Bay. Yeah, great performance from Thompson Bay. Uh, the leader had every chance in front running slow sections, but Thompson Bay... Nothing if but, but honest and uh, got the job done for his supporters and uh, $4.20 was a really good price and gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, his trainer of the program, Hayden Reeves. Hayden, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me on. Mate, this, this horse has been a, a revelation um, for, for you since joining your stable. He, he had a trial, a couple of trials for Christy Elson, but you've got him and, geez, he's been such a good horse for you, first at Albany, but now coming to Gloucester Park and, and winning a couple. Yeah, it's been fantastic, and you know you couldn't have predicted it. Um, you know, when we got him, we didn't think he was, you know, he was going to be anything. Or we almost didn't take him because he looked too heavy, and we thought he was a stallion. And we thought, oh no, we don't, we're not equipped to have this. And but we took him, and everything's worked out really well. So, so how did you get him? Was was he on the market, or did uh, did it, the Awesomes come to you? No, well, um, Peter King um, bred him. And uh, he messaged me and asked if I wanted to lease a horse. Um, and I, I didn't know his name or anything at that stage. And he just gave me his details in terms of what he had done. And um, I sort of had a look at his record and it wasn't great. And um, and he certainly wasn't recommended to me. But um, Peter said, oh, you can lease him if you like. And I did that. And then we asked if he wanted an option to buy on him. And he said $1,000 and... So we, we bought him a couple of weeks before his first win. So um, it's worked out brilliantly. Yes, certainly has. Yes, good morning, uh, Hayden. Rob Gartrell here, mate. Um, I just wanted to take you back a little bit, if I could. Um, obviously, the Reeves is a famous name in WI Harness. Um, growing up, were you always destined to join the industry? Uh, I think so. Um, although at times I wasn't, you know, always always keen but I, was, I certainly had a real obsession with harness racing as as racing goes um, as far as dealing with the horses that sort of you know waned based on my um, ability at the time sure. but um, you know I think I think you know dad being involved I mean he was always bound to the Albany season because he had a butcher shop in, in Denmark and that sort of thing so um, he was sort of you know really only racing the Albany season and a little bit before and after but um, yeah no I think I think it was pretty much always set to be in the industry yeah, and you, and you spent some time as a junior driver, obviously. Did you enjoy the driving side of things? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I, I probably um, I wasn't very good at it. Um, I had a, I had a, the opportunity to drive some pretty good horses with Dad, um, horses like Pawnee Gold, um, you know, Urana 2, the Dyer's Cast, and, and even with Kim Prentice, I got to sit behind quite a few nice horses, um, you know, even if they wasn't in races, but just in track work. But, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that great at it. Um, but I, I got some success. Yes, yeah, I see you spent some time with with Kim. He obviously would have taught you uh, quite a deal in those in those sort of early two thousand uh, timeframes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he sort of probably took um, 
you know, the driving side of things uh, to the next level, sort of sort of spelling it out instead of kind of going in and just driving from the seat of your pants. He really sort of, yep. you know, taught you how to read a race and do form and, and, you know, break it down to, you know, teaching you that, you know, half a second too slow or too fast in a quarter can, you know, win or lose your race um, and to appreciate the importance of that. Um, and so he was fairly strict on us from that point of view. Yeah. And then um, my understanding is, and this is the bit I'm really interested in, you decided to do a change of career completely. Yeah, I, I basically sort of got to the point where I, you know, I knew I always wanted to be in harness racing and I wasn't making any money and I was doing a lot of hours and just going backwards pretty quickly um, as far as harness racing goes because um, I didn't really have anything behind me and I thought, well, I better go do something else before I kind of, you know, get into harness racing full time. So I thought, well, let's, you know, let's go join the army and do something really different. <laughs> that is very different, mate. Did you yeah, talk yeah. To oh, I loved it. Um, I, I loved it. I, I recommend it highly. I mean, I always say it's the <laughs> second best thing I've ever done, and the, the best thing was getting out. But <laughs> it's only after <laughs> it's only after you spend the time in there and, and get what you need out of it and, and grow up and all those kinds of things that. Um, well, it gives you great you perspective, kind of doesn't it? When you do something different to to where you started, it, it sort of makes um, it sort of puts perspective things in. Uh, perspective in terms of harness racing um, when eventually you do come back to it and I believe you had what about six years in the army is that right yeah six years um, three years in Brisbane and three in Townsville in Queensland and then sort of how did you make your way back into the harness industry well basically it got to the point where um, I sort of had enough of the army and, and just sort of you know want to do something else and yep. do something more for myself as opposed to you know the army and I thought well I, I want to get back into harness but I needed to do something that I could that was flexible enough to make me a living and still be able to operate within the industry so I decided to um, do a equine dentistry course in Melbourne and okay. so I discharged from the army and went straight to Melbourne and did that, that course um, and came back and set up shop in uh, WA and sort of Got one or two horses and sort of poked around a little bit, and then it kind of just um, evolved where I started getting more horses, and um, you know the rest is history kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, and obviously dentistry is an important part of the industry, and there's there's plenty of work in that area. But I believe you you might have been doing some farrier work as well. Yeah, again, that kind of evolved from the training more than it did. Um, yeah, you know as a um, concerted effort to set up um, I just sort of basically got to the point where I needed a farrier more and more and um, my father shoots horses and he, he's basically taught me you know what I'm trying to achieve and it yeah. just took me you know twice as long to try and figure out how to do that um, <laughs> shoeing by myself sort of thing um, and so basically uh, as the horses increased you know obviously the need for them to be shot increased and then I, the school yeah. level got better and then um, got on to showing for other people okay and you're um obviously focusing now more in the training area do you have a, a basic um road map as to how you get the horses and train them and, and prepare them for racing yeah absolutely i mean the the sort of two parts of it is you know acquiring horses and, and from my point of view the cheapest way to do that is find the worst horses possible um <laughs> and generally that attracts the lowest price 
Um, so as far as getting um, into those horses, that's that's how we you know we try and look for maidens and things like that. Horses are lower assessed, and as far as getting them uh, prepared for the races and that kind of stuff, I can attribute most of that to what I learned from my dad. Um, you know, looking back, a lot of his horses, you know, weren't weren't actually blessed with a lot of ability, and um, they were just really well conditioned um, and placed appropriately, you know, in the races that they can earn and, and then um, moved on, you know, which kept the record intact. So as far as getting those sort of, I, I think it's something to be able to, you know, try and train those horses that have aren't blessed with natural ability and try and, um, you know, you have to be pretty um, sort of accurate in the way you apply what you know to those sorts of horses or they'll, you know, bring you unstuck pretty quick. Yeah, I I did have a chuckle when I read um, a quote attributed to you for Thompson's Bay the other day, saying that uh, you saw him as a, a twenty thousand dollar collect from a two dollar scratchy, and it pretty well sums up um, exactly what you've done there. Very you know very keen purchasing, and then to to be able to put the polish on and get such a great result is you know is fantastic. Goal wise, do you do you sort of have many goals going forward? You know, I know you've been involved in a Group One. Win, I think uh, maybe a filly back in two thousand and ten. That would have been um, that would have been something. Yeah, d- yeah, it was. Yeah, Street I think. At one, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, no, I ended up having. I think I had twenty five each way on it oh. or something at that stage. I think I was well. Yeah, I was almost more excited about the bet than the win. But um, <laughs> you know, wrong with that, mate. She, yeah, yeah, no, that was that was good. But as far as goals. A concern. I think we're just going to keep trying to do what we're doing now, which is make a living. The hard part is um, the uncertainty, and um, not necessarily the the new uncertainty in harness racing, but it's always changing the, the way it is. So you kind of always have to be um, trying to look forward a little bit to making sure you keep ahead of that, and uh, you know, I'm always in a position to try and make a living out of it. So that I guess uh, that's really what we're trying to do is just continue to make a living. And um, as far as winning races goes, well we'll just take whatever we can and um, if something pops up you know that's a little bit better than a maiden then that's good you're, you're probably the most travel trainer going around Hayden how, how does the travelling uh, how do you cut with the travelling because you, you do spend a lot of hours on the road yeah yeah I do <laughs> um, I, I don't mind it so much um, you know it sort of <laughs> depends how, how keen you are in terms of your prospects of where you're going you know if, if you're sort of going to the trots and thinking well I, I hope I get one fourth out of eight runners well then you're not so keen but if you think you're going with a team of horses you can win a few races or earn some money is the main thing um, you know your motivation level is a little bit higher and especially coming home if the result's good but I don't mind it so much um, obviously by Sunday you get sort of a bit sick of it and sort of you know mm you're glad it's all over but then you have two days in between and then you're off doing it again so you know well, well tonight Thompson Bay goes round again um, he's starting to, to get up in class because of his um, really good record of, of late um, it's a it's a tough race you've got Kiwi Bloke uh, and Raka Sink inside you and you've got a couple of nice horses outside you from Oliveri and, and Kim Prentice has got Extradite who's very quick off the arm so it, it's, a, it's a tough race for him tonight but there's no doubt he's up to them yeah, that's that's right. Um, on ability, there's I, there's no doubt he can you know match it. But it's you know, I think, and we're going to probably take this approach, um, which I think we probably have to anyway. With um, racing in the metros, you know, just sort of take it um, each race at a time, and you know, if the draws aren't in your favour, you just let it play out, and um, hopefully luck goes our way. So 
I think the same will apply tonight. We'll just sort of let it play out and uh wouldn't shock me to see him come flooding home and, and win the race and it wouldn't shock me if he's um you know held up or something. You know, that's just sort of the way it goes up there, but you've kinda of just gotta um play it as you know, take it as it comes. Yeah, and you um obviously the taking from a maiden to now two winner in town horse has been a fantastic achievement um and let's uh, you know i'm not sure what the limit is with the horse he, he just continues to step up which is fantastic but i also noticed you got in race two you've drawn the visitors gate barrier nine with bountiful reactor you um expecting any joy there mate <laughs> not really um <laughs> we'll just go we'll just go back and hope the fence and you know um, wait for next week, hopefully. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see this horse, you know, if he continues. Like, his Albany form was really good. Um, yep. And and that was after, I mean, a lot of times he was off 40, 50 metres and he would actually gallop out and still win. Um, so it wouldn't shock me to see him in some metro form if he gets the right draw, um, you know, going forward. But like anything, unless unless you're a standout, you kind of got to wait for your draw and, and hope things work out for you. Sure. Hey, mate, it's been great to, to chat to you this morning. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, uh, good luck tonight and, and good luck uh, as you continue on with your, with your team and, and, and particularly with your travels around, around the state. Great. Thanks for having me. Good on you, Hayden. Good on you, Hayden Reeves there, who's doing a great job and uh, sure deserves, deserves all the uh, success he's, he's getting. He does. He certainly does. All right, uh, let's take a break. And as we go to the break, you mentioned the Easter Cup from last week, the stand start, and there's no doubt that uh, Junior certainly threw a cat amongst the pigeons when the, the Bond runners thought uh, they had it all covered. But Junior came along, and all of a sudden, Leap of Faith, who was travelling beautifully on the pegs, extricated and uh, got over the top of him. As we go to the break, let's listen to Leap of Faith winning the Easter Cup for 2021. Leap of Faith is just off them, travels okay, needs a run, and so does Glenn Letty Chief as Lawrence has raced up. And hit the front from Mr. Shark, but Babyface out is descending, and Leap of Faith is about to get to the outside as well, and then came Delightful Reaction as they corner, so Babyface Adder has raced up on the outside of Lawrence with Leap of Faith, coming down the outside with a good run now, it's Babyface Adder with Leap of Faith, and Lawrence the inside, but it's Leap of Faith, Leap of Faith out wide, hitting the front from Lawrence, fighting back, and coming through Glen Lady Chief, but Leap of Faith, a big prize winner, Leap of Faith, who was very well backed in the uh, each way markets, has stormed home to win you're listening to talking trots with Mort and michael radley on sen track this is talking trots with Mort and michael radley on sen track carbon copy looking to go for home Miracle Moose is giving chase and then came Diego getting home hard out wider on the track and further back is Mr RD who's battling on pretty well as well My Carbon Copy in front, Miracle Moose is closing in though and then came Mr RD and also Diego as they corner around the bend hitting the front now, Miracle Moose burns to the front with Diego giving chase then My Carbon Copy and also Mr RD is battling on but in front is Miracle Moose over Diego and Mr RD and Miracle Moose Races home to beat Diego, Mr. RD. Yeah, geez, Miracle Moose. He was a good performance last week to get the cash. Came into $1.70. But, jeez, uh, he won like a really good horse. And um, Emily Savalco drove him like the best horse, and he, he won like the best horse. And uh, it was a really good performance. Before we introduce uh, Scott Hill, this segment's brought to you by our good friends at Retrovision. 
Morts, he's having a break at the moment, but tell you what, Retribution... How, how are they surviving without well, Morts, they, they never have a break. They <laughs> never have a break, Retribution. It's your local WA electrical appliance specialist. RAC, remember, uh, receive 5% discount on everything every day. And uh, one of our staff members, Kylie, has uh, yes. got a maternity leave and everyone chipped in. Where do we go? Retribution. We've got a dehumidifier for, for Kylie. So. Well, they are a great WA retailer. Oh, aren't they? 60 years. So, uh, having Mort's a and the team. well-deserved break, but uh, you mm. can still shop at uh, Retrovision or go to the website, retrovision.com.au. You know I love that website. You do. You do. Robbie Gartrell, who's filling in for Mort's this week, and a man who never has a break is our uh, form expert, Scott Bomber-Hill. How are you, Bomber? You're very well, thanks, Rabs. And morning there, Rob. Oh. Yes, good morning, Bomber. Lovely to have you on the line. Geez, I'm glad you don't take a break, Bomber. Otherwise, otherwise the show couldn't go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm we very surprised more to the one hopes night. That, that's surprise. I, I almost fell over when I learnt that. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's a tradition that he does with his boys every year goes away. So even the Oaks couldn't keep him here for uh, to cheer on. And camping of all things. Yeah, so good luck to more. <laughs> One thing you won't see bonding, me doing. Bonding with the boys. Bonding with yes. the boys. Yeah, that's Indeed. right. In, in his steel blue boots. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, the first race we had to cover, uh, Bomber. And it is race number three. It's the Better You Bet with Tab Touch. Great supporters of ours here. And it's the brand that funds the industry. And we're going to have a look at the Tab Touch market now for uh, race number three over the 2130 metres. And we see Addison uh, 26 into 21. Miss Limelight at 5.50, Westburn Yield at 71, All the Bells at 21, Suing You, a little bit of support there, uh, 15 into $11, uh, Savvy Bromac, 4.60 into 3.40, uh, Sweet Madison at $71, you can scratch Block George uh, from Barrier 8 and talk her up the outside the front line at $31, the favourite inside the back line is Alice K, 265 to 290 a little bit of support back to 280 Star of Diamonds, 420 and my prayer at $26. Bomber, how'd you see race number three going? Well, I've tipped her every start. Um, this mare, Alice Kay, since she came over from the east, and she's she's been exceptional in uh, both runs. Oh, she hasn't lost me at all. First up, she chased home a 57-2 middle half from the breeze when the leader became uncontrollable in that race, and she went down narrowly in 153 and change. She then went back in a race where they, you know, they sort of walked a little bit early but then as she took off at the 1200 they they ran that middle half in a 57-2 as well and she was wide on the track she got a little bit tired late which she was entitled to against some quality opposition you know Winooi Creek ran over the top with a couple of others but one of the main dangers tonight Star of Diamonds had a very soft run in that race and she was still only able to beat Alice Kay in length despite that fact I think tonight Junior just popped straight onto the Star of Diamonds back and then uh, depending on how they set up in the race, whether they run along, he can just come with one run. If, if they want to walk, she's more than capable of going, being put into the race. And, and she went to a trial on Sunday and she absolutely brained the very smart, perfect major in that trial. And I think that would have given her plenty of confidence coming into this. So sticking fat with uh, Alice Kay. Well, it's interesting, uh, on that trial, I was, I was having a look at the last word that Tim Walker puts out for uh, Tab Touch. And Junior said in the last word that she trialled Super Grain on Sunday. Tricky draw, but give her a great chance. So I think um, everything points to Alice Kay breaking the duck tonight, Mama. Yeah, I'd say Rob. Uh, more uh, Rob, sorry. Um, That's get it. Right, mate. Certainly. And, yeah, get it right. Get it right eventually. You're, you're yeah. confusing and, me down there. You're just yeah, <laughs> looking well, mixing around a bit. 
The show's <laughs> now called Robbie and Rads. Now, your staking plan uh, for this race, um, Bomber? Uh, Two-unit bet, Alice Kay. Two-unit bet to get us underway. And well done last week, too, on your um, on your all-up. That was very nice, Ernie. All right. Uh, the big one of the night is the next race we're going to have a look at. It is the WIX Group 1 level, $150,000 over the 25.30 metres. And have a look at the tab touch market. And barrier one is Blackjack Baby. Open 205. It's got the drifts. It's out to $3 on tab touch Blackjack uh, Baby. Jolene, $51. Bora. The first up for the Bonds, $9.14, out to 14s, back into 12s. Royal Essence, this has been the biggest mover, $23 into 7. Uh, Always an Angel, 4.20 out to 6. Unconditional, $21. Miss Paducah at 91. Benisari Lane, $151. Rumour has it is scratched, and uh, Absolute Delight gets the run from Barrier 9 at $151 for the Hamiltons. And then we've got uh, on the back line Better Beach Bell, drawn beautifully uh, to follow the speed, $15 into $8.50. Uh, Newsy, uh, $6.50 into $4. Good support there, and Just for Love at $19. Uh, this is a really good race. The Barrier Draws made it a, a really good betting race. Bomber, how, which way are we going on in this race? It really is a nice race, Rads. And, uh, yeah, I thought Newsy was the one from the back here. She's been really, really good at her two runs back and, you know, confidence is through the roof. She's done it from the back at Pinjarra where she, she came with a devastating turn of foot there and uh, ran over the top of a, a nice filly. And then uh, last week she she showed that she can do a bit of work in a race where she rolled around to the top and then just dashed away from them late and, you know, I thought Blackjack Baby was very, very short. You know, she's starting to drift as a result of just opening up far too short. She's, she's a very, very fast filly that, uh, you know, the 2,500, they're going to have to lead from one. So there's going to be a bit of pressure from the middle of the line here. And, uh, yeah, I think she's going to be found wanting late. And Newsy can just sit back, let it all unfold in front of her. And if she shows that turn of foot, she's shown her the two starts back. Yeah, she's going to be very, very hard to hold out at the back end. Yeah, the Bonds, um, obviously, with three horses in the race, uh, have got a big involvement. Burrah from Barrier 3, I know they're very happy with this horse. Um, they would like a little bit more time um, to work with her because she only arrived just recently, but um, they're very um, impressed with what she's done so far. Obviously, Unconditional was great last week uh, with Dylan on board, Group 1 Dylan, so you'd expect um, that horse to be uh, competitive, but I do know their number one selection is Newsy. Um, great draw and uh, should be the testing material. So with that in mind, Bomber, what are you thinking uh, staking-wise for Newsy? Yeah, well, that's music to my ears. Um, glad to hear that, Rob, that, you know, the stable's absolutely flying at the moment. And, uh, yeah, happy to have a two-unit bet her at around that $4 mark. I think that's still pretty good value. Excellent. Yeah, $4 into, from six fifty. All right, stay there, Bomber, because we're going to take a break. As we do go to the break, let's listen to last week Unconditional Bounce back to her best, defeating the favourite in uh, Blackjack Baby, and uh, she was uh, too good leading all the way Unconditional. Won't get it that way this week, but once again, she's set to play a part in the WA Oaks. 
Unconditional shows the way. It's unconditional, leading by about two metres. Second, Royal Essence sticking on well. Miss Badika the inside. Here comes Blackjack Baby now. She's letting loose with a really big run out wide on the track and covering these leaders very quickly indeed as they come to the home turn. Unconditional Royal Essence, but here is Blackjack Baby descending on them. Miss Badika's back on the inside as they corner. Unconditional Royal Essence and Blackjack Baby is coming down on the outside, but it's still unconditional in front, holding them. Royal Essence and then uh, Miss Badika, Blackjack Baby, but it's unconditional for the Bonds. What a turnaround in one race. Unconditional wins from Royal Essence and third Miss Badika. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Coming up towards a home turn. And the leader is Plutonium with Miragon giving chase and they drop boom time off slightly. Palatino is back on the inside. Euphoric moment is getting home okay as they corner. Around the bend they run. In front is Plutonium with Miragon looking dangerous on the outside but Plutonium has got the lead from Miragon. Boom time back in the centre. Plutonium's in front though from Miragon and boom time. It's Miragon coming at Plutonium. Plutonium just in front. Miragon lunged and he might have got him on the line. It's close. It's Miragon the outside, Plutonium, Boom Time the centre, Palatino the inside. Yeah, it was a good go in the uh, first race last week with Miragon. Short half head over uh, Plutonium, Boom Time only a half nick away third. Uh, and tell you what, uh, very well priced at $8. Yeah, good value good, there. Yeah, considering you're racing the big four-year-old races. Yep. Um, but... Um, yeah, he's uh, he got the cash last week uh, for the team. And before we go into our next slot of tips, which um, Miragon is part of the race, race number six, this segment's brought to you by our friends at Loans 123, Car Loans Deck Consolidations. Who do you see? Our man Steve Sell at Loans 123.com.au, the new nut. If he can't help you, nobody can. He's uh, he's the best at sorting out uh, all your personal finance, is uh, Stevie Sell. All right, uh, Bomber, we're about to go into the next race, which is race number six, and it's the In, in Appreciation of Robbie Jewa. And we've got two races tonight named after two oh, mm. media icons Good. in WA. Robbie Jewa, who so many years wrote for the Sunday um, the Sunday paper and did his uh, radio show, and, and uh, Bill Crabb, yep. um, who Good took man. the photos at uh, Gloucester Park for so many years, and both are doing it t- tough uh, health-wise, so we wish him... The best of luck. We Let's do. have a look at the market for race number six, and it is Joe with the flow, 6.50 in solid. Uh, Shanway at 2.50. The last drop at $7. Mr. Kiwi at 14. Disco under fire at 14. Uh, Miragon, the favourite this week. He was $8 last week. This week, you can't <laughs> get that. It's 2.35 in favourite. Walsh is at $13, and Pierre Whippy at 51. Bomber, this is a good betting race. Only the eight horses to go around, but... You've got four or five that are in the market, and it looks like a really good betting race for us. Which way are we going? Yeah, there is a few in the market. I, I was very impressed with Miragon last week, but I, this race, I think, number one, Joe with the flow will hold up. And depending on whether the newcomer, Shamway, wants to stay on the pe- stay one off or head to the pegs, we'll decide um, the last drop's position in the run here. But I think he either lands 1-1 one, one or, or leaders back uh, in either scenario, and he was massive last week. He came from nearly last and smashed the clock about six, seven, eight wide around the corner. And um, I think if he just gets the drop on Miragon here, which I think will head to the breeze and sit outside of Joe with a flow. And if Joe with a flow can work him all the way up the back, last drop just sits on them with a nice cool sit. And um, yeah, around that sort of six fifty seven dollars mark, he, he's going to be 
some chance for us uh, up the straight, I think. Yeah, and Emily Savelko continues her great form in the sulky. Bomber, um, staking plan for this race? What have you got in mind? It's just a one-unit bet. I just think the race sets up really nicely for him, and he can dash home in, you know, sub-57. Uh, it will need those leaders to run up the back. If, if they don't, you know, run a really quick third quarter, then we're probably in a bit of trouble. But as long as that happens, I think he's well worth a one-unit bet. All right, and the last race we're going to look at is race number eight. It's the Retrovision Pace. Great supporters of ours over the 21.30 metres. And we have CC Chevron in the pole, $21. Uh, 29.12 at $61. Extreme Prince open at $2 out to $2.25. Rock and Roll Whippy at $19. Uh, better Be Lively at 15 The Black Cardinal at 19 Rebchenko at $8.50 in from $11. A Boy Named Rosie, 31 Dominate the Dojo at 34 um, Colina Ardi at 91 and JB Morney is, was 230 into $2 in favourite. Which way are we going here, Bomber? Yeah, he's the one I'm super keen on on the night. He's, he's our best bet of the night for sure, JB Morney. His last two, you know, you just have to go back and have a, have a look at the video there. And he's been super unlucky. Probably should have won both starts in much harder races than this. And this race sets up really well for him. I think they're going to try and hold up to the one. The three will definitely have his eyes on the front. So they could burn each other early and that could be the end of them. But regardless of what happens up front early, you know, JB Morney just, I think he has the class on these. He's got the ability just to come three wide with one, you know, solo from the thousand. He happens to catch a helmet even better. But I think he's just got class on these guys. And the last two starts have, have really set him up for this. He, yeah, he should be finishing all over the top. Yeah, well, I know the Bonds have been, you know, waiting for the right, right, the right race for this horse. Um, as you touched on, he's been a bit unlucky in recent times, um, but obviously working great at home. So uh, he looks like a, an interesting bet tonight, Bomber. The staking plan for this uh, for this race? Yeah, we'll go out with a bang with him. Like I said, he's the one I was super keen on when the when the fields came out, and I was very very happy to see Black Figures come up. So yeah, we'll go a three unit bet, JB Morney, to see us home. Mm-hmm. And Very we're, nice. And we're probably expecting him to be in the red by the time the uh, the green light goes, are we? I'd be very surprised if he's not. I think he starts a lot closer to you know that dollar sixty, dollar seventy mark than the current two dollars for sure. Okay, that's a, that's a a good way to finish the night or race number eight with a three unit bet. You know, I like finish the night really strong, bomber, mate. Thank you for your time to uh, to to this morning and uh, good luck tonight. It looks a, a pretty good card for betting, so hopefully we've we've found a few winners for for the punters out there for uh, for tonight's Oaks Matty. Yeah, hopefully a nice bit of value there, uh, Rads, and yeah, have a great night, guys, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Bomber. We'll talk to you next week. And uh, the first race, it's an early start uh, this week. um, 4.49. 4.49. Got to get the, uh, because the fireworks are on after the last. So if you're in Perth, the family fireworks night. It's the uh, famous Gloucester Park fireworks night. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic night. The bookings are really solid in the restaurants, but there's still some available in the Baravage. If you want to uh, have some uh, buffet action up up there, I know you're going to partake. Yes, yes. It's hard to beat a good buffet, Michael. Indeed. All right, as we go to the break, uh, let's go to the break with um, the last leg of Bomber's uh, treble from last week, which got the cash for us at 2.26, got us out of any trouble that we're in. As we go to the break, it was an armchair drive for Nathan Turvey on Heaven Showgirl. 
far from Kalahari the inside as the horse outside the leader starts to weaken Westburn Yield. Further back in the field letting go Savvy Bromack putting in a big sprint out wide on the track but the leader raced away Heaven Showgirl. 28.9 the next quarter going to second out wide Savvy Bromack running a good race. Zozo sticks on the inside and Westburn Yield back in the centre and sports package is coming through as well but uh, this is going to bolt in Heaven Showgirl. It's well out in front. Savvy Bromack goes to second and then Westburn Yield Zozo Magogo. Sports package will get up for third I think on the outside but Heaven Showgirl wins easily. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. They race up towards the final bend and Wolfstride moves up strongly on the outside of Rock and Marty, 27.5 and it's Wolfstride and Rock and Marty held together, Muscle Factory desperately waiting for the inside, then came Max Delight and out to play out wide is coming with a run, it's Rock and Marty, Wolfstride on the outside, Muscle Factory back to the inside then Max Delight and also out to play it's just in front here, Wolfstride out to play is swamping them, out to play with a strong run, Max Delight in the middle oh maybe Wolfstride but it's close without to play, Max Delight light and send it was getting up on the inside it's a photo finish you wouldn't get a better finish anywhere yeah it was a great finish we'll stride end up getting uh, the cash for uh, anthony and anthony but uh, 210 defeating out the player max light in third only a half head half head with the margins and that was the riverina championships group one level uh, at wagga wagga a uh, hundred thousand dollars there and uh, it was a good performance and a good day as racing at, at wagga for um uh, for the for the River Eater Championships uh, this year. And this segment, before we get to our man BK, who's got to uh, find some winners uh, for us uh, on the Eastern Seaboard, is brought to you by Steel Blue Boots. Built for comfort, made for work. There's 736 stockists nationwide. And as you know, um, Gardy, yes, designed to cushion, cradle, support the entire foot, backed by a 100% comfort guarantee. Well, that's because of their tri-sole multi layer soul, Michael. <laughs> but they have been around for uh, since 1995 and they've just turned 21 and they've been yeah. a fantastic um, success Great support story. If you watch sport on Foxtel, mm. you can't miss them. Yeah. They sponsor every show. They do. And you can become a VIP uh, member yeah. as well. Yes, if you sign up, you That's go nice. in the draw for another pair of free boots. I don't know how Michael. I'm not already. Well, I know you've got a free pair of boots. <laughs> All right. Uh, our man standing by is BK. And uh, BK, uh, Riverina Championships was a really good day of racing last week. It was fantastic. And there was um, four or five races there that, you know, normally would go on a Saturday night. There were some really good horses there. And uh, probably highlighted the everywhere that race you played. And Wolf's Ride is definitely in the uh, top echelon of horses in Australia now. There's no doubt about that. And probably you're in the right part of New South Wales to get everyone to go because you also get those Victorians that can come up to the Riverina and the Sydney blokes who can go go to the Riverina. It's probably almost halfway. Yeah, it's a fantastic day of racing. The heat, the heat was good, but the finals were uh, probably even better. And there was it's a, it's a, it's a great track, Wagga. It gives the, uh, the best horses the chance to win there, and, and they did. It was as simple right. as that. Where are we going today? Are we going to Royal Newcastle? We're going to back to Royal Newcastle tonight, and uh, we're going to look at four races tonight. We're going to start with the first, and I'm picking two horses out here for us, numbers five and nine, and they are Corporal Jujon and Ghostly Courage. Now, I've tipped, uh, I tipped uh, Ghostly Courage last week, and it didn't have a lot of luck there at, uh, at Maitland. Um, look, these two, the last time they met, uh, or they did meet, sorry, 
back in March at Maitland, uh, Corporal Dujon led and Ghostly Courage sat on their, on its back and they just careered away and won by, uh, I don't know, the length of the straight, basically, the two of them. They just had, they looked like, you know, they were the winners the whole way. And um, Ghostly Courage likes to sit on the on the pegs here. Uh, unfortunately, last time it, it was uh, drawn inside the second row, the same as it does here, but it had no real luck and it sort of had to cover a lot of ground there at Maitland. And its fifth wasn't too bad, to be honest. Uh, if it can be held up with one run here on three pegs, I think it'll be very hard to beat. And I think number five, Corporal Dujon's the leader here. Um, <clears throat> this one's had Sarah Rushbrook drive and uh, Rod Atkins and Bevan Pringle. Last time, Tom Ice and drove it, which he's on tonight, is the race that I'm talking about at Maitland. And they, they went 156-6 at Maitland there. They absolutely flew, and that's full, that's going real quick around Maitland. Not many go that quick in this race, especially. Look, the last bit might be the test for Corporal Dujon, but I think it'll be leading. And, and Ghostly Courage might be the one that's swooping, coming off the fence. So uh, we're going to go with race one, numbers five and nine. Then we're going to go to race four. A lot number one, Bo, I think it's Chislam, even though it's spelt differently here. Um, number three, Fear Cruise, and looks the leader. Uh, it's going pretty well. It's, uh, you know, coming back from racing Menangle-type grades. I went to the Riverina last time, number three, Fear Cruise, and led over the 2,270 metres and... It ran, which was a reasonable enough run, but I think Bo Chisholm here is going to sit on the back of it with any type of uh, luck. It'll just go straight past it, I think. Uh, a couple of starts ago at Canberra, it was it showed really good speed when first up for three months, uh, beating Nowhere Creek. And then last time at Menangle, uh, it came from the tail of the field in the Bronski Bell race, which is reasonable enough form for this. Uh, they got home in 56 six there at Menangle, and it got home fairly well. I just think with a cold, hard sit on the three here it will only need some sort of luck over the 2000 meters and it will go close so that's race four number one Bo Chisholm we're going to go to race six number six Sir Richard Lee uh, this one came out of the Maitland Carnival the other day uh, it's got very good gate speed I expect it to be able to lead here I think number two does have some speed as well but I'm sure that they'll hand up to number six here Sir Richard Lee they went to Maitland there as I said last time over the 2000 meters which tonight is um, it ran really well. They got home in 55.9 there at Maitland, which is low flying around that tight track. It was beaten by a better horse in Rocktagonal. Um, Rocktagonal is a lot, lot better horse than these type of ones. Uh, number 10, Danger Ear Shades of Heaven for Clayton Harmy. 7, CC Jones is going okay with a new stable there, but it doesn't win very often. I just think number 6, race 6, number 6, Sir Richard Lee should be leading and give you something to catch there. And then we'll go to the... Lucky last. Hopefully it's not the get-out stake for us. We're looking at number four. What's up? Let's play. There's a few hopes here. Number five, Heavenly Holly. is probably uh, got the best form prior going into it. Uh, it is coming off, obviously, a six to Antonia and a second to Joanna. That's really good form, no doubt. But number four, What's, it, what's Up? Let's Play has really grown a leg since going to the Andrew Ison stable here. Two starts ago at Maitland. Um, it won by 35 metres and going away from him there after uh, sitting behind the leader there, and that's almost the length of the straight of Maitland. And then last time in that rocktagonal race, so Richard Lee race, it ran a good fourth, uh, coming from four pegs, but as I said, they got home in 55-9 there, so it was pretty hard to make ground, and it did still make ground late there. What's up? Let's play. Tommy Ison on board. There's a little bit of speed inside with Fantasy Money, but Tom Ison might, might be able to get this one out of the gate here into the pegs and... If they do hand up to Heavenly Holly, it'll only need some um, some luck late, I think, to possibly go past it. So I'm 
Uh, they look pretty even to me, those two, and I'm going to go with what's the value there at $3.10, race eight, number four, what's up, let's play. BK, thanks for your time, and uh, good luck, and we'll speak to you next week. Hopefully we see Mort's back come back from the uh, camping, eh? Hopefully he makes it alive. <laughs> we might have <laughs> to send the so. search party out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thanks, BK. BK. There's BK. Uh, very confident at Newcastle today. Yeah, he had some selections, didn't he? he certainly did. Tell you what, there's... Uh... So they're doing the lot, the hours, uh, Gossing uh, Gilchrist. They're still here. Are they? Yeah. Gee, I, I, when I saw so many people here, I thought there was something up. And then someone said, "There's a there's a uh, person who played for two state uh, two Sheffield Shield teams." And I thought it was you. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adam Gilchrist walked out of the studio. So yeah, well, Gilly's probably very got me covered. Very similar career. Very similar career. We did manage 31 uh, first-class centuries between us, <laughs> and uh, Gilly got 30 of those. So, yeah. but they had balloons and everything for them. So, very, Parties. Yeah, they're very popular boys. All right. Uh, big night tonight at Gloucester Park. Uh, if you're in Perth, make sure you get there. Our family fireworks, famous fireworks uh, night at uh, Gloucester Park. Uh, still some bookings available at the Borough of Arge, but it's uh, sort of getting pretty full as well. Um, but it'll be a great night down on the grass if you, you want to run around with the kids. And uh, The early race, start. Yeah, 4.49. Can't get the, the first race time wrong, Rob. That's right. Very important. Especially <laughs> Very important. You, especially if you're an early quaddy uh, player as well. Yes. All right, mate. Thanks for your time. Thank uh, you, Michael. Very thanks enjoyable. Thanks for in. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Until next week, it's bye for now. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91